Welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show, where we love talking about making dough in the restaurant business. And on this channel, we talk about restaurant marketing, management, dealing with people issues, de dealing with guests, and everything in between. And my husband and I, we own a couple restaurants here in the San Antonio area. And this is what we do. And we love being part of this community. So if you are in the restaurant business, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, or if you'd like to tune into our podcast and all of the uh, podcast the channels i know what it's called the platforms something like that uh it would be great today i'm going to take you behind the scene again on our wednesday rising star leadership call where we have different kinds of people part of that call we do that via our zoom you know we have two locations soon to be three uh there we have managers we have leads and those who would like to become leads or those who would like to become managers so we have this um, meeting that we have together trying to have conversations around where we want to be as a restaurant what kind of a service we want to provide our guests so today we're talking about exceeding expectation because that is going to be the theme our quarterly theme uh that as a team we're going to focus on so that's what we're talking about today and I as always i would love to hear your thoughts be sure to reach out anytime uh send us an email to making dosha at gmail.com uh, and with that let's get into it and let's get into another uh episode of making dosha thank you so much First, I wanted to say, obviously, as you guys know, when a guest comes in and orders at our restaurant or any other restaurant, they go in with already a set of expectations. Somebody who goes to McDonald's and or goes to Chick-fil-A, they go in with a set of expectations. So, and obviously we're not a charity. This is a for-profit business and there is money involved and they do not give us monopoly money. They give us real money. So they have expectations that we need to meet. So um, that is incredibly important. So when we do not meet our guests' expectation consistently, they do terminate us. We were talking about that, terminating guests and or terminating team members when, you know, they do not meet their expectations. Same as with our restaurant, when people come in and do business with us, if we, not, if we do not meet their expectation, equally, they do terminate us. It's just subtle and not in our face. So we don't know that as much. But there are a lot of people that come in they do continue to do business with us after their first time. And there is a lot of people who do not come back for whatever reason. So that's that. I wanted to again emphasize the fact that when there is money involved, things get very serious. People get frustrated over black olives, that it wasn't enough on the pizza because it's not about the black olives. It's not about the 10 more minutes, uh, what have you. It is about money. Families break apart, you know, when there is money involved, you know. That, that's what it is. Money matters. And part of that is because people work hard for their money. Do you guys work hard for your money? So if we were to say like simple numbers is that somebody gives us $20 for a pizza for easy math. If somebody makes 10 bucks an hour for easy math, they're trading one hour of their, I mean, two hours of their life for a pizza, but that pizza is going to end up in the something smelly in the, in the bathroom in a few hours. They're trading hours of their lives. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, so didn't need that image. I, I, I want to just <laughs> uh, emphasize the fact that people lose control and they get frustrated, partly because they're hungry, but it's because it is about their time, which is goes into their money. So not just their waiting time, but rather time that they put in making their money. You all work incredibly hard for every dollar you make. So, so do our guests. So I personally hate to waste my time and I hate it when other people waste my time. 
I don't, I don't know about you guys. I personally hate it because I have a very limited time. So same as with our guests, they have a very limited time. And that's one of the reasons we've always been overly obsessed about our ticket times in this company with the 10, 20, 30 rule, you know, documenting the v, VCB, all the time thing matters a lot. And part of that is because it matters to our guests. It matters to us. But that's one. And the reason I want to say that a lot of times people, we think that a guest waited 10 more minutes. It was five more minutes. So like they placed their order and the website communicates to them that the food is going to be ready hypothetically at 1130. We set the expectation. We told them what to expect coming in and they come in at 1130 and the, it's, it's been 30 minutes and they come in and the food is not ready and they had to wait another 10 minutes in their mind. We did not meet their expectation because we told them it's going to be 1130 and it was 10 more minutes. So it was like, you know, 40 minutes for a pizza. So again, it's important to kind of understand why people get very illogically upset when it comes to things that seem very trivial to us, but it actually means has a greater meaning to our guests. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I'd like you guys to describe an example that you had an experience at a restaurant and they did not meet your expectation. Can you guys tell me briefly one of those restaurants? Whataburger, their curbside takes forever. Fantastic. So what is the expectation you have going in there? What do you, what's the waste time you're expecting going in there? Well, when, when you order, they quote you the time it'll be ready, right? And it's usually like 10 minutes. And sometimes you're waiting there for 15 minutes, 20 minutes after that. How does that make you feel, Daniel? It makes me feel not important. Ooh. Okay, so what are the thoughts in your head when you are waiting in the car? It's been 10 minutes, it's been 15 minutes, it's been 20 minutes since you placed your order. What are the thoughts in your head? I'm just getting more frustrated as time goes by. Okay. And then when they hand you the food and they walk away without apologizing about the weight and stuff, how does that make you feel? Usually they do. Sometimes they don't. But um, I guess I'm more sympathetic because I work there and I get, I, get, I get what's going on kind of sometimes. But uh, it still shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Um, so that was an example of not meeting expectation. Now let's talk about Whataburger. How often does that happen? And what do you do? Do you continue to go back to Whataburger or you do not? <laughs> it happens uh, at like half the time. And yeah, I still go back because <laughs> it's pretty okay. good. <laughs> so do you think in a case for our restaurant where we do not charge the bottom of the barrel price, right? We, we're mm -hmm. kind of on an upper, we charge way more. Yeah. Do you think people continue to come back or you're like, I got op cheaper options and faster. You get, I'm paying a lot of money and I'm still waiting longer. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think people expect more because yes. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Vanessa, a time of a restaurant example that you do business with them and that they meet your expectation. You expect something, whether it's the quality, the consistency, and or the timing, all of that, it meets your expectation. You're not blown away. It meets your expectation. Could you share, describe an experience? Yeah. I mean, every time I go to Chili's, I always order the same thing, and they always make it really well. <laughs> okay. Do they exceed your expectation, or they meet your expectation? Food-wise, usually just meet. Um, depending on the server, sometimes service-wise, they can just be nice, you know, exceeds my expectations. But for the most part, they've never, like, gone above and beyond but still good 
Okay, so they've not gone above and beyond, but you feel like your money's worth be- between the food and the service and the waiting yeah. and all that. It's been okay. Yeah. Have they? We have a regular customer who comes in like every other day, and like you know, every once in a while we'll give them like some Zeppelin or something like that. That's not something that I see happening in a bigger restaurant like that. So meeting expectation in a case for Chili's does that compel you to? Not granted, it's a not a local restaurant, so maybe not. But does that compel you to go and leave them a review, for example? Um, honestly, no. I don't usually leave reviews for like bigger companies like that. Okay. Do you leave reviews for local restaurants? Smaller businesses, yeah. Usually, if I go. Okay. If they meet your expectation or if they exceed your expectation? Honestly, both. I mean, if they meet my expectations. I don't have very high expectations, so I mean, I guess you can always exceed my expectations, but both. <laughs> Chris. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, in a case when an environment where you go to a restaurant, imagine another restaurant, maybe a local one. You go in there and you're trying them for the first time. You know, you pay for it. You get your food. You have a fairly good experience. More or less, it's not like, wow, we got to come back, but rather a fairly good experience. You know, how does that make you feel? Um, it makes me feel good. I mean, they're usually really nice, so it makes me feel, I guess, special. But at the same time, I also know it's their job. But Okay. So when they make you feel special, do you think that is exceeding your expectation or meeting expectation? Oh, I don't expect to feel special, so I guess I'd be exceeding my expectations. <laughs> um just meet my expectations. I don't really have like any negative or super positive feelings. You know, I go in, I get what I want. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. And I leave. Okay. Sounds good. So exactly. It doesn't, uh, what I was trying to say is that when it doesn't exceed your expectation, it's not going to be that memorable. You're not next time you're hungry. Oh, we got to go there because you know, you had such a good, you know what I mean? When you have a great experience somewhere that exceeds your expectation, you're quicker to want to go there again versus I didn't, I didn't think about, I was just thinking about my day. I was just, whoever I was with eating, that's what I was, does that make sense? That's what I, what I'm trying to communicate. Does that make sense? I totally agree. Okay. Uh, Max, I'd like you to share with us an experience at a restaurant where they exceeded your expectation. I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Um, I can't really think of a time. You're saying that you, you go out, eat a lot. You, You go out and eat a lot. Is that correct? Oh, no, I, I usually eat at home. I, I mean, you've gone to Sorry many to restaurants, you know, you've gone to many restaurants in town probably, right? I mean, the restaurants we have in town. Yeah, but nothing's really, like, amazed me. I've always gotten, like, mediocre service. It's because I go to Chili's and IHOP. What about Perry's? Okay. Perry's? Uh, I guess Perry's would be mediocre but like it's a higher end restaurant so they usually just like they usually stop by more at the table and like ask for uh if i need a refill or uh if the food's all right so i guess like the table service is high at perry's and that's what made it a little better yeah but you expected because you paid for it is that what you're saying yeah i expected it so it wasn't really like exceeding my expectations okay all right chris Uh, yeah. Hopefully you have uh, something to share here of of a restaurant experience where it exceeded your expectation. Can you oh, share I've with us? I've actually got, yeah, I do. Um, I've been to, I mean, Robin and I have eaten out several times 
throughout and with the kids and stuff too. But we went to uh, Red Lobster uh, a while back, and the server that was there was, I mean, I can still remember his name. His name was Trayvon. He uh, was absolutely amazing. He greeted us within seconds of sitting down. He explained specials to us. He uh, offered drinks. I mean, he was just very attentive through the entire course of dinner. Uh, to the point where Robin and I really didn't even have to ask for anything. It was right there next to us by the time when we were even thinking about it. So it's a uh, service like that kind of makes, makes me feel special, makes Robin feel special and is going above and beyond. Wow. What were the thoughts in your head and you guys, when you were dining, going through that experience, what were some of the thoughts in your head? Well, it's kind of, I mean, Robin and I both, from the restaurant industry. I mean, obviously I'm still in it. Uh, Robin was in the restaurant industry. So we kind of, uh, it wasn't the same, it wouldn't be the same typical thoughts that a regular guest would have. Cause we were going, we were sitting there thinking that this kid's a real professional. He does, he knows what he's doing. He's, uh, doing everything he can to take care of the guest. Uh, so we were kind of more of an analytical than we were that, uh, a wow factor from a guest. So, um, from a guest point of view, I mean, we would think we would probably think that he was treating us like we were the only table it that he had. So, uh, I wanted to just kind of go over some of the stuff you said. You still remember his name? How how long has it been, give or take? You think two years? Two years. So that yep. person was memorable. When an experience or a person exceeds expectation, it's memorable. So. The name, the greeting kind of set, set a tone for you, it seems. Another word you used was attentive. The yep. person was very attentive and you didn't have to ask. You didn't have to maybe ask for a to-go box. You didn't have to ask for ranch. You didn't have to ask. Is that? That's exactly right. Yeah. So, well, Chris, that's what we're working towards around here. So let's get there. <laughs> uh, let's get there. So the reason I'm going over this is, and, and hopefully, Max, we can uh, take you guys out in the next month or so, uh, and what have you, take you guys out to a nice restaurant. So you get to experience um, something like that, that where it exceeds your expectation because you remember that experience because it's special. Does that make sense? Matt and I had that experience when we went to the Giada's restaurant in Las Vegas uh, for the first time. Uh, the, I mean, I didn't even see where the guy comes in and gives us a refill. I mean, he was so good at the, the server. And what's interesting, a pattern is, People have an expectation about the food. What makes the experience is our, the servers. Is, is that, you guys agree? Yeah. So yeah. food enough is not enough. And so, uh, Vanessa, what does GEM stand for? Guest experience maker. Oh, that's no coincidence. Is that? No, that's not a coincidence. Okay, so that's why we call our servers the guest experience makers because that's what you guys do. So uh, that's with that. Okay. So uh, I want to go with that and I wanted to go back to time a little bit and uh, I want to go just real quick about the experience and what we set the expectation. When people go to Chick-fil-A and or Whataburger, they have an expectation of more or less how long it should take. Matt and I went to a, a very nice pizzeria. It was like a little pizzeria deli or whatever in the middle of Austin a couple of days ago. And we waited 20 minutes for our pizza. And then we found out, oh, it's a deck oven, 25 minutes. It was a deck oven. So we expect, oh, okay. Because so, we know, oh, that's going to take longer. But it took a little bit long because we go in there with an expectation of how long it should take. So I wanted to go over again when the system tells somebody that the food is ready at 4.30 and they had to wait another 10 minutes and they lose their cool is because they think that it took 40 minutes, not that it took extra 10 minutes. 
Vanessa, a lot of times in deliveries, we're like, it's going to take 90, 70 to 90 minutes. And maybe it took 95 minutes. And we're like, what's the big deal? It took five minutes more than what we quoted. Is that correct, Vanessa? Does that ever happen? Yes. Okay. Twice. Okay. Does that happen because of five minutes or it's because it took 95 minutes for a guest to get an order of a salad and a pizza? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I would say generally lately we've had a lot more patient customers when it comes to busy nights because that's what our longer deliveries are. But I think oftentimes people, I think they're hungry, so they get angry. Yeah. So it's not really about the time. It's just, hungry. It's just about people. But hungry. 90 minutes is a really long time. Like if I were to order for my kids 90 minutes. Sorry, 90 minutes unless it's like a busy Friday night where we have like 30 deliveries up and like four drivers, you know. I understand. Vanessa, all I'm trying to do is to get you in the position of the guest. I'm trying to shift your perspective from the guest's point of view. I understand operational challenges. I'm, I'm not, I understand it's 60 to 70 minutes. I understand all the logistical stuff you're saying. All I'm trying to do is shift your perspective when it comes to the guest and their expectation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that that's all because they're giving us money. They come in with a set of expectations and they really don't care what's going on behind the, behind the scene because they're paying for a service. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And when it takes 40 minutes, for example, for a pizza, for a pickup, what it is, is that we did not do what we said we'll do. That's disappointing when somebody tells you they're going to do something and they don't do it. So we said it's ready at four 30 and it was like 10 minutes to five when they pick it up. So it's more about that. It's about being a man or a woman of our words. We set an ex- you know, we set the expectation. It's about trust. It's about professionalism. It's about honoring people's time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not, it's not about five minutes. I'm just trying to go deeper into honoring people's time. So Chick-fil-A, for example, they process an average of 2,500 tickets, 2,000 to 2,500 tickets a day. That is what they do in 120 seconds. That is their expectation of a ticket time, their headquarters tracks, all of that. And they'd be in trouble if they don't. So they process hundred plus cars in their drive through in one hour. And they have to, you know, whatever, whatever they're doing. And they've been growing their sales a lot in the last few years, the one in our parking lot, at least, and kudos to them. But I'm saying that there is room for us to grow because cars are lined up and 120 seconds, Chick-fil-A is very famous for fast drive-through. And they process, again, 2,000 tickets a day. We're like, what, a tenth of that on a Friday? I mean, what, you know what I mean? We're not um, even we anything 200 close. 200 something a day on Yeah, a but, okay, 2,000 is a lot. So we can do better. Than, they're in our parking lot. We, we can do much better than that. So the point I'm trying to make all of that is, Moving forward, what we want to have clarity on is what is not meeting expectations for our guests, what is meeting expectation, and what is exceeding expectation. Because if we don't have that definition and that clarity, then we won't be able to gauge how we are doing when it comes to different aspects of the restaurant. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So there is uh, this famous quote, and that is, be great, nothing else pays. So as we're always investing uh, around here. We want to uplevel our service, our leadership, and our experience. And that's why we're talking about it. That doesn't mean that you guys are not doing a great job at all. It's just that there is always room for improvement. And that's what we're chasing to, to get better at it. I'd like these questions to be talked about among the leadership team. And that's going to be 
again, what do our guests expect from us in the dine-in pickup curbside delivery? Uh, and each of you guys to respond and answer to three areas that we are meeting expectation consistently, three areas that are we are not meeting expectation consistently, and three areas that we're exceeding expectation consistently. So I'd like we for us to have awareness and clarity on that so we know what we're working on and uh, what role do you each play personally in making sure we're exceeding our guests and then the way you lead. Thoughts and opinions uh, about what we're talking about? Uh, we do have quite a bit of uh, area to kind of grow and to get to the point where we're exceeding the guest expectations on a regular basis. There's a lot of times that we're meeting them, but I think we can actually do a little bit better. Um, I'd like for all of us to get back to opening the boxes, the pizza boxes and the calzone boxes to the guests. That was something that nobody else does. And, and I think it makes a big difference to the guests to be able to see the pizza before they walk out the door or when on the delivery when they uh, look at it when they're getting it at the, do at the door. Um, so I think that's a big thing that we could definitely go back to doing and that'll make uh, a huge impression to the guest again, because we stopped doing it because of COVID. I get it. I mean, just stuff like that. And then instead of asking them if they want parm and red pepper, assume just kind of, and, but don't go overboard. We can, I mean, two to three parm and red pepper is good to go. Um, if they want more, they can ask for more. Um, just little things like that kind of make, make things a lot better. And um, I know both stores have files in their computer about with coloring sheets and things like that. If you have a kid come walking up, hand them a coloring sheet. That'll make mom and dad happy because they'll keep the kid occupied for a little while. So those are just a couple things that I think that we can start doing pretty quickly. I agree with all of that. And again, there is room to grow. And this whole quarter, we're going to be focusing a lot on this stuff. So again, we want to just get a baseline check ourselves where we are to identify areas of improvement. So sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thank you guys very much. Sounds good. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Making Dough Show. Let me know your thoughts. Send me a quick email at makingdoughshow at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. And if you can leave us a review on iTunes or what have you, it would mean the world to me. And now with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye.